0: hey andrew hey greg did you watch the first four episodes of neon genesis evangelion i did (laughs) yes you did oh boy and i hope you at home also watched the first four episodes of that show or else this might not be the most interesting episode of this podcast Um,
1: Also, spoilers for a thing that came out when I was six.
0: Yes. (laughs) Spoilers, obviously, for the first four episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion. But hopefully, if you are listening to these episodes with us, you are watching along with us and we're kind of doing this thing together like back when game of thrones used to be on tv and we used to talk about it every week um but this now we're going to talk about a show that's been out since andrew was six um but there's a lot to discuss is there (laughs) i mean i hope so yes i think otherwise otherwise we kind of committed to you know um (laughs) 20 hours of content here (laughs) um no it would be Five or six hours of podcast, theoretically, to talk about the whole show, plus the uh, relevant movie. Um, So anyway, so again, uh, as we previewed on our little preview episode, we are watching this show. It's on Netflix right now. Um, For the first time, it is convenient to watch for everyone in America. Um, Up until now, it's been kind of difficult to get your hands on anything other than torrents if you want to watch it but now it's up with a um a new dub um and we can all now enjoy the strangeness that is this show so we're going to watch it in four episode chunks which doesn't break down exactly because i think there's 26 episodes of the show which does not divide evenly by four but anyway um so this we're covering the first four episodes um andrew you have never seen this show before I have seen this show several times um, and the um, redo movies I've seen a couple times, but I'm now also rewatching the show along with you so that I ha- have a fresh memory, fresh eyes and um, not getting all confused with all the various different versions of this that I've seen. So should we start with episode one?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I- I'll- actually, let's start with episode three. I think that's a better place to start. <laughs> no, episode one.
0: Okay, so episode one of Neon Genesis Evangelion, quick synopsis to remind everybody what happened. Um, the best boy, Shinji Ikari, uh, he's summoned to this mysterious organization, NERV, by the mysterious um, sexy spy, Lady uh, Misato. Uh, but just as he, um, they are kind of getting into her car well, it doesn't matter, but as they're meeting each other, the city of Tokyo 3 is attacked by this giant black monster called an angel that makes cross-shaped explosions and, you know, has a weird-looking face. Um, So we see a bunch of destruction. They end up getting to the underground um, base of Nerve called a Geofront, whatever the hell that is, and Shinji is told by his shitty dad Gendo Ikari, that he has to pilot the Ava, which is a big purple robot that fights angels. You know, the kind of things you hear in the first 10 minutes of a show. Um, but he, after, you know, all of this is brand new, he's, he's like, hey, gets the letter that says, like, come to the city. And then 10 minutes later, there's a nuclear explosion. And then he's underground with a purple robot. And his dad's like, you got to pilot that robot. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to do that, though. Um, but then the robot... Just, rescues him from some falling debris he um still is is resistant and then they're like fine um i guess if you're going to be a jerk about this and not pilot this mysterious robot that your weird dad who you haven't seen in a while wants you to pilot i guess we'll get somebody else to do it and lo and behold it's a banged up girl with green hair who shinji had a vision of earlier in the show and then he sees her and she it's all banged up, and he's like, oh, well, I don't want her to drive the robot. So he's like, I guess I'll drive the robot. And the episode concludes like the first episode of any great giant robot anime with our hero triumphantly piloting the robot into triumphant battle against the... No, that's not what happened. They just stare at each other. Yeah. So that's episode one. Let's chat about it. Okay. Um So, so far,
1: it seems... Like, now I understand why Pacific Rim was a thing. And
0: oh, boy. Pe- <laughs>
1: people kept People kept bringing up the show. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, quick question.
0: Um, did you watch Pacific Rim 2?
1: I did. I saw it in theaters, okay. actually.
0: I want you to hold that thought. Okay. Just hold it for like the next 20 episodes or something. Okay. So, I'll hang, do on. That. hang on to that thought.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, my overall impression of this episode, and you know, uh, this is going to be obviously into the show, is um, you know, I, I still don't know if I like anime. Um, <laughs> I think that something about the one thing is where there's a weird dynamic for me in anime, especially animes with this, this kind of style, is that like I really like when people aren't around. Like, I like the landscapes and the backgrounds, like, like from an artistic direction. Mm-hmm. And I like the, like, when they're in, like, when there's tanks and guns and robots and monsters, like, it looks very cool. But just, I, I just don't like the, the people. I don't know. I just don't like the art of, of humans and, and human, like, creatures in anime thus far. And this is particularly uh, of that kind of that style that I don't particularly love, but I'm open to it. I'm not like hating it. I'm just like, it's just not, it's just grating and jarring. I think it's a very, they're very, two very different styles because like a lot of the machinery and stuff is like super, super detailed and, you know, very mechanical and like very like overly drawn almost. And like the characters are the opposite of that, which I find kind of a grating transition.
0: So I don't know that that's unintentional. Um, and I will say that especially the, um, the, the human characters. Um, they are, especially early on, the art style does shift a little bit as the series goes on, as does the writing, um, which is interesting because presumably all these things are kind of made and animated at once, so why would it change? But it does shift a little bit as the series goes on. Um, but the human characters are drawn and animated in a I mean, cartoony is a weird word to use in this context, but in a more almost comedic style. Right. Um, But I think that that might be a little bit on purpose because I think that they do want to. And as the series goes on, like there is the the kind of the world of the angels and the Avas and the way that they are designed and drawn. And then there is the world of the humans and the way they are designed and drawn. And then there is like also the world of like kind of more mundane technology Mm -hmm. and the way that things like Shinji's little Walkman and like the telephones and stuff and a lot of like the consumer electronics look like they're just modeled after real world things of the time. Um, and I think that, and these kind of disparate styles, I think are, they're trying to they're trying to look different. You know, they, they really do want to look like they're kind of from three different worlds, I think. Um, but I see where you're coming from with the the human character animation, um, especially in these early episodes. It's it feels really kind of juvenile.
1: Yeah. And I know that's not like it's not it's more just like an immersion thing for me. Right. Like it's less about it just feels like I'm not always I feel like uh, the 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 tone of many animes is what throws me. Right. Like. One second we're we're trying to deal with these like heavy topics and get serious, and then people are like being really goofy and whatever. And I'm like, I don't really know what we're doing. Um, but I'm like a big, big immersion. Pull me into it. Mm-hmm. Pull me out of it. Kind of, kind of guy. So, mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I, I, so I just want to get the the art set away. Um, I do like the design of of the first angel and the uh. The zero zero one, right? That's the one he pilots.
0: Yeah. Unit one. Unit one. We're gonna be saying that word a lot.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> that looked cool. Like it looked a little more like alien and weird than I initially was expecting. I was thinking more something lines of like a Gundam, or, yeah. or a Zord from Power
0: Rangers, or you know, Voltron or whatever. Um, so the, it looks weird. And the the way that the Avas move and like the way their bodies are proportioned. Like, it's really weird because, like, yeah, you are used to, like, something that's, like, more like a Gundam style where it's very, like, chunky and muscular, for lack of a better better word. But the Avas are, like, they're like Olympic sprinters. They're very long and lean, and their movements are, are very athletic in a way that is kind of unusual and kind of cool. Um, and obviously, as the series goes on and you see more ava action that'll be more apparent but oh spoilers (laughs) spoilers (laughs) this giant robot anime does eventually have some giant robot fights
1: yeah there's not been many so far
0: (laughs) yeah well that might have something there might be reasons for that um but yeah i mean it is and as i rewatched it and i realized that again like you know when i told you oh it's a giant robot anime it's about a you know (laughs) It's about a boy who gets a giant robot from his dad to fight monsters with. You know, you you just you expect that it's going to end with a big battle and you expect that. um, And as well, when we get to the further episodes in this set, like you expect that, oh, he's going to like find himself in battle and it's going to be this big moment, you know. But that is not what happens.
1: It is not. And uh, because of that, um, you know, it's hard to tell at this point if it's like it's hard to tell at this point what the point is, but also like, what is that a bug or a feature? Like, because I find I felt a little bored at yeah. points. Um, and I'm okay to let things linger for, but I don't need to like just like, yeah, let's fight robots, man, let's do it. But like, so far, Sinji is not an interesting character, or not compelling at least, because there's just nothing. He reminds me of like Shadow from uh American Gods. Just like, okay, okay. Just, like, walking around from scene to scene, just, like, not really participating. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is intentional, like, he's supposed oh, to... Oh, yeah, cl- that is
0: that cl- is a feature, not a bug.
1: Clearly, he is, like, super depressed and, like, removed and distant and whatever, which probably, you know, we're going to learn more about, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: Place your bets. Will things get better or worse for Shinji? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing worse. I just hope that, at this point, I hope that we get a little more, like, before things get worse i just hope we get a little more character out of him it's my initial thought so far yes
0: um no shinji is is kind of a miserable bastard um i don't think the show ever wants you to fully like shinji um but but him being very passive and indecisive and all these things that we don't typically get from a protagonist Mm -hmm. um that's going somewhere gotcha
1: and i mean misato um is that saying that right yeah sure yeah i mean she's a little over the place seems fun yeah um i'm okay with that i did like the like the decision to like it's a really weird decision to like not have a fight in the first episode Mm -hmm. um and then also sort of not have a fight at all (laughs) uh it's just, it's just like, a, it's kind of, the show definitely is just like not doing what I thought it would do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, can you like just maybe a little bit of anime background? Like, cause this, this show is considered like a, a classic of the genre. Am I correct in that?
0: Yes. Um, it is divisive. Well, okay. Maybe is it widely regarded as a classic Maybe the jury's out because that's a little bit of a value judgment and, you know, might fall a little bit into like, do you like Ava or no? Right. Um, But I don't think any serious fan would not would say that it's not important. Okay. Yeah. And just
1: because I'm I need as the historian in me, like I just need to know the context. So like when did anime like become a thing and at what point in anime's development is this thing? Well, like roughly, you don't need to know the exact specifics. Ooh, um, like I guess I was saying, was anime super popular when this came out? Like when?
0: I mean, I don't know. So Obviously, it, in
1: America, maybe not quite
0: yet. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, just open myself up for all kinds of criticism here. But um, uh, the first. Um, the first kind of anime show that we would say, like kind of embodies most of the things that we would now classify as anime. So in terms of visual aesthetics and themes, uh, was Astro boy and that's 1963. Oh, um, so, and actually the, the, the anime style of like facial design, so to speak, Um, that's so distinctive is actually pretty much just because that's kind of the way Astro Boy was drawn. Like that was just the style that that character was drawn in. So that Mm -hmm. would be like if in a way, if the Simpsons was the first American animated show and 50 years later, every character on every animated character looked kind of like a Simpsons character, (laughs) like yellow skin and kind of a beak and big buggy eyes. That would kind of be like where we're at. So um, at this point um, in the 90s, anime is definitely, I mean, is hugely established.
1: Oh, yeah. Like Dragon in, Ball started in the late 80s. Yeah, I didn't I, realize that. Okay. Um,
0: however, when anime starts coming to the States in a big way is maybe right around this time, early to mid 90s. Um, however, Evangelion might have been one of the first anime's to do the kinds of things that evangelion did okay um it was groundbreaking in a lot of the um and not to draw too fine of a comparison but um game of thrones was not the first fantasy novel but it was definitely the first fantasy novel to bring together a lot of you know new ideas and it you know, and again, first I know there's a difference between actual historical first versus first to break through. But anyway,
1: gotcha. Okay, I don't mean to digress. I just no, I need to know the context. I know you do. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, they kind of just throw you into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say they throw you to the action, but you don't only throw you in the action. They just kind of throw you into the the world, whatever, whatever is going on. And I mean, I think that. Um, now I'm starting to even remember, not remember as much of like when you see different things, but, mm-hmm. um, like the city design mm-hmm. where like the city goes down underground when the, when the bad guys show yeah. up, that's, that was cool. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you have about like the first episode that.
0: Stood out one of the you. things that really caught my eye and I didn't notice it until this rewatch was kind of the opening sequence where it's kind of Shinji in the city and there's just these really quick cuts in a really kind of jarring rhythm that was really strange. And one of them is where it, it cuts away and he sees the green-haired girl for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it cuts together in a rhythm that is kind of unusual. Like it's cutting to and from a lot of things that like, you're used to seeing in an anime like you mentioned, you know, like the things that anime does a lot where it'll just cut away to just a still shot of the landscape or the Mm -hmm. city while the, you know, it just almost like you just got distracted and started looking at the telephone wires. Um, But it does that, but it it, it drops those inner cuts in at points where you don't really expect and at a really short clip and it just, it already kind of puts you off balance. Um, Yeah. It's disorienting. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that, that it's, it's using just anime conventions, but it's twisting them up in just enough of a way to kind of disorient you and kind of put you in a different headspace. Speaking of anime conventions, the, um, you're going to one in cosplay. No. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've already started working on my unit one. Yes. <laughs> um, so the, I forgot to say the intro, um, when that first ran, I just like, I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) And like the, the end of it where it just starts like getting faster and faster and faster with the cuts. And I'm like, this is going to make me like, <laughs> there should be one of those like, you know, Stranger Things this season has that, um, you know, epileptic warning on every episode. I'm like, this should have
0: that. We've <laughs> got a real handy skip intro button. <laughs>
1: uh, I know, I know. But I feel like I, I gotta like, you, you gotta, gotta watch gotta be into it. the
0: first one, you know?
1: Yeah. And and the end music is like really haunting, actually. Yeah. Like the end credit music. I'm like, why is this so sad? Like, <laughs> I mean, well, the show seems, seems sad, but it's just like really off, like really seems off kilter. But that
0: is a weird, like, that is a weird anime trope where you've got this super high energy opening credits and then this really soft mournful closing credits. It's everywhere in anime. I don't understand it, but it's a thing. Gotcha. Um so should we talk about episode 2? Yeah. Where you feel like you're finally going to get the big fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't. I love it though, but like it'll you're like it starts and you're like Cool. I get it. We're going to have the showdown between this big mysterious monster and my big purple boy. And like he can barely even walk in the thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. It just gets then then
0: his ass handed to him.
1: And then it just skips forward and you're like, and you don't even know if he won or not. Court. You're like,
0: OK. I mean, and 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 the scene is, I mean, it's really well done, especially they get these shots where it's just this tiny little hospital bed in this really big room. And you get a lot of those shots where it just seems like this city is like mostly empty and these rooms are mostly empty. And um but you know, and it's but it is kind of funny when you look at it on paper, <laughs> just like, yeah, our big fight, our big fight. Oh no.
1: Yep, yep. And he and then and then even like you get it's like they, they skip her the big fight, and then by the end of the episode, it's sort of like, oh, his memories are jumbled, and then you they reveal that he did in fact beat the monster's ass did he kind of so um and even then but it was still just
0: kind of like ah, he kind of did it (laughs) yeah well and they did they really make a make it that the the ava somehow goes berserk and does the killing for him um
1: yeah that i guess that's my point yeah like the ava seems to have some sort of mind of its own mm -hmm. and they say it goes quote yeah quote unquote berserk um
0: and does all sorts of things that even
1: the right it's it's surprising that he he penetrates the the at, AT field, field a- which is what
0: um they haven't told you yet other than there's like they mention in the in the epile- epilepsy inducing opening credits you do see like a, a text card that says absolute terror field that's <laughs> right. what the at stands for Okay.
1: Uh so some 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 kind of force field or something that he breaks through that you're not yeah. not typically able not typically to break through. Um it's also implied that in between the first and second episode that this other character whose name is Ray, she's the mm-hmm. beat up girl that she's also an Eva pilot who got beat up pretty bad. Although did they say there was another Angel attack prior to this?
0: So so this gets a little confusing and I don't want to give you too much information that Okay. You wouldn't naturally have, but I, um, you can just give
1: me what's called. See when people are, uh, interviewing, like when people do questions with, he didn't invent this, but, um, Brandon Sanderson has a card when people are interviewing him, um, or like talking with him at cons and stuff for signings and they ask him a question and he'll show the card and it says, R-A-F-O, read and and find out. Like, I can't, (laughs) I can't tell you yet, you know, without spoiling anything. And, and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to couch, he doesn't want to frame it because anything you say can give a hint right so he just she just shows him the card and then they just know to shut up and move on
0: <laughs> so the angel that with the weird kind of bird mask that you saw in episode 1 and 2 um is is referred to as the third angel and the episode that or the angel that shows up in uh, i think episode 3 is referred to as the fourth angel and that's don't worry, you didn't miss the first okay. two.
1: Yeah. I know but I mentioned like, oh, the last attack was fifteen years ago, and then this one was only three weeks difference between three and four. So I was just a little confused. Maybe I missed something, but
0: um Yeah, it's, it's I'll let it ride. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Then this show is okay. gonna do that a lot. Um
1: I don't like the sexual tension between Misato and Shinji. I'm just gonna <laughs> put it out there. Uh that's weird. Um I know that like I, and I said this before, Greg. I have to ask again, like, why is anime so pervy?
0: Well, I would argue that um, that maybe it's because in uh, unlike in American culture, there is maybe in Japanese culture, and I don't want to I don't want to get too far out ahead of myself here because I am by no means an expert in Japanese culture, barely an expert in American culture, but um, there is a recognition that teenage boys are perverts. So when you're making things and your target audience is teenage boys, you know, like make it for them. They want perv stuff. Um, whereas when in America, we pretend that nobody has any sexual feelings until um, sometime after three to four weeks after they get married. Um, <laughs> and then only for about a three to four week period. Gotcha. Um, so, yes. Um I've noticed and I don't know again I'm not sure if it's in these these most recent episodes if it comes up a little later but I mean Shinji being uncomfortable around Misato like that makes total sense. Yeah, He's definitely. a teenager and she's a hot, you know, older woman. Like um I think there are some hints that are dropped a little bit later on that Misato maybe being a little flirty with him is a manipulation on her part
1: yeah i definitely picked on picked up on that that like she's playing some role in here that's besides his you know what did he call it like i'm your operations director yes. or something like she is manipulating him at a social level but but like also really cares about him yes immediately but also she's kind of all over the place like yes when, when the way she treats him which is which has been interesting but also like disorienting
0: yeah but also because, and I, and one of the things that this show does well is that all the characters are people with their own motivations and she is kind of in this position of having to do some kind of psyops with this kid, but also she likes him and she cares about him and, you know, is, is maybe a little bit torn on her role in all of this.
1: Right. And clearly she's being tasked with that because we find out, hmm basically over these two episodes that there's something you, you require something special to pilot and Ava, you can't just no, and, and not anyone can just do it. And something with these children in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe we learned that both Shinji and Ray are like 14
0: ish. Sure.
1: Um, I don't know that matters, but mm. so, yeah. Um, and we also meet, you know, we see who's the other characters. We've got uh Ritsuko, the blonde haired woman. Mm-hmm who's Mm -hmm. sort of, like, kind of somewhat more in... the the roles are a little vague right now. She's kind of in charge, or... Not totally in charge, but kind of seems in charge of the day-to-day here.
0: Yeah, she's probably a little bit higher up in the organization of Nerve, and is probably more on the science end of things, whereas Misato is definitely more on the military end of things.
1: And then we've got uh, Gendo Ikari, which is... Gendo, which is... Shinji's father who is a jerk
0: possibly the um, worst dad in anime
1: yeah um, and he's he's having these shady meetings with military people and world governments and whatever uh, and they're discussing you know the pro- the state of the project mm. and also you know they keep throwing all this military hardware at these things and nothing happens so you have to keep asking stuff like stop firing missiles missiles are expensive they don't do anything
0: <laughs> yeah Um, there's a there's a pretty big suspension of disbelief here around how much all of this costs and how fast things, giant engineering tasks get done in this universe. Yeah, they're like,
1: oh, yeah, this this robot got torn in half. It's it's better now. It's two days. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay, Just got one, it. <laughs> for
0: some later episodes of, like, the shit that they... And I think it's... You're watching this because you want to see cool shit happen, so they're going to do some cool shit. Um, but then, like, you know, when it's like, oh, well, like, some of the events pre the show happening like wiped out half the earth's population like where's this economy coming from yeah um so yeah so you learn about the human instrumentality project in so much as you learn about anything in this show it's mentioned by mysterious characters right um um uh, there's a penguin oh i forgot about the penguin mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and of course the the necessary scene of the young male character being entirely naked in front of the sexy older yep. character
0: and a little sight gag with, um, you know, with the beer can. Um, yeah.
1: I like the fact that she likes to drink a lot of beer.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that she's like a slob and, and stuff. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some interesting stuff there. I, so so we at, by the end of the episode we kind of see the fight we see the Eva we see unit one go berserk which implies that these things have some sort of consciousness of their own yeah. and we also see oh, in the, the resulting destruction and sort of like him being rescued he sees a big green eye yeah which implies that I don't know something's weird something weird's going on
0: yeah maybe it's not so much a robot after all is it
1: yeah some kind of and then like at one point this is in the Third or fourth, I think the fourth episode, you see it's like when it catches that the fourth angel's whip and like it burns its hand. It's like it's got like a weird-looking human hander hand there.
0: Yeah. So maybe this isn't as much of a giant robot anime as we thought. Maybe not. Um, and there's there's debate in the fan community of the eye scene, um, whether or not it was regenerating its eye, you know, kind of post-battle. Or if it was just spontaneously forming an eye so that it could look at Shinji. Um, Because you will notice as the series progresses that the Avas will take on some additional physical characteristics that are not explained. So there's this idea that like maybe they can just like adapt their physiology to the circumstances. Um, But yeah, the big cool robots are now a little bit more scary so what did you think of the fight itself
1: um i thought it was a little weak mm-hmm. just you know you kind of want the first the first thing and this going into the show being like oh it's a giant robot show like and maybe it's not that i mean that's just like my anticipation or my uh, you know what i'm expecting my expectations aren't in line with what the show is but it kind of just felt like i wanted to see a little more action uh because you kind of spent a lot of time and a lot of slow, you know, pondering scenes, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's kind of just like went by kind of quickly. And it, also, it just once again, another funny choice to like, not only delay it past the end of the first episode, but to delay it to the very, very end of the second episode. Yes.
0: And that our boy Shinji had no agency in the process. Correct. Um, and is clearly kind of like distraught and a little traumatized about, you know, what he's now remembering, um, but one of the things that struck me as I watched this again this fight is that it's really brutal and you almost you almost kind of feel kind of bad for the angel as as you know like unit 1 is like just like tearing it apart and like breaks off one of its own ribs to try and like stab it through the core like yeah. it's like it's like ooh I was maybe expecting something a little bit more I don't know action-y and a little less murdery.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's very, like, it's not stylized in the way that, like, a fight in Gundam will be, where, like, you've got all this choreography and, like, you know, like you said, action-y stuff, where, like, they're immediately doing, you know, damage to one another. Yeah. It's not just, like, pow, pow, ping, pow, pow, you know, it's, like, not like that. It's just, like, oh, he just ripped off one of his arms. Oh, he just shattered this. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it's, like, oh. very much, like, they're damaging each other immediately, which is ironic, because it's not there's nothing, you know, not a scratch from any of the missiles or anything, but Give him the old punch, and you know yeah. something bad's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> well, it's the that's that's the AT fields is the is the is the force field, and somehow Unit uh, you know, One is able to breach the AT field. Got it, which allows it to you know fuck shit up.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, that, it was it was definitely like brutal for sure. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so episode three. Not as much happens in episode three. It's a little bit more of a. You know, I mean, episode one, even though there wasn't, or sorry, episode two, there wasn't a lot of action, but there definitely was a lot of kind of world building and exposition. Yeah. Episode three doesn't have as much. Um,
1: it's more setting the the a couple more characters, right? Like, yeah. His, he goes to
0: school. Yeah, now all of a sudden we got some high school plot.
1: Yeah, which is great. I was super excited about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: because it was like, it's like, oh, I'm watching a giant robot anime. Oh, wait, it's not a giant robot anime. Let's let's get to episode three and see what it is. Oh, goddammit, is this a high school anime? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That we was got my a course. class
0: president. We got a bully. We got a nerd kid with a video camera. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and wouldn't you know it, the weird girl from earlier is in my class.
1: Oh, and she's so pensive looking in the corner, still beat up. Yeah. Where, like, it seems like Shin- Shinji got injured in the hospital, and then he's fine. This girl's still in the exact same, like, situation she was. But we yeah. don't have the story yet, so we'll find out. Uh, but, yeah, so we're in class, and, and we meet the bully character, whose name is Toji. Although he's not a bully for very long. Uh, he blames uh, Shinji for his sister getting hurt, and then the nerd... Kid, who I don't remember his name. I don't remember either. <laughs> um, must not be that important in <laughs> the long term. Uh he, you know, is kind of kind of plays mediator a little bit between over episode three and four. And I'll just kind of push these two together because, like you said, not as much happens in the third one. Shinji sort of is just being himself and doesn't really want to do this. masato kind of pushes him into the edge, and he's like, either you have to do this or not, and he goes, I'm not gonna do it. And then he. You know, we have the classic scene of he's going to leave on the train and he doesn't leave on the train, partially because, you know, uh, these it seems like these two high school characters have sort of reached out to him and sort of encouraged him. He had a little bit of, of hero praise uh, once they got over the hero blame. And I don't think that's still what's motivating him. He seems to have made a genuine connection with Masato. Uh, so we end episode four with him, I guess, signing back up to pilot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in between there, in episode three, we did have another fight scene. We did, yeah. Um, He Uh, fought the
1: flying dick vagina monster. It it was a cool design. I mean, it was like, it was, I'm glad that they aren't just all just like. Oh, yeah. Humanoid, like. Oh, man. Bipedal, (laughs) whatever. It's going to get weirder. Um, And I like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is one of the animes where every time they like bring out a new weapon to use, like he uses some sort of some sort of vibro knife to stab into it. I do like the um the added complexity of having like the power cord. Yeah. Like that's I mean, I hope that's not just like a thing that happens in every fight where it's like, they cut the umbilical cord, oh my god. But uh because so I, 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 like, thought I saw it in the first, like, fight. And I was like, is that a cord stick on was back? Yeah. And then, and then this one, you know, severed it. And you only get, what, five minutes to, to fight on your own power. Yeah. And, and I he, so he,
0: Keep going, sorry.
1: So he saves the boys and, and kills the giant thing with the, uh, the, the knife to the, whatever that is, the, circle the, thing. The
0: core. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I really like the cords. I, I mean, I love the mechanical design of them. And they look vaguely like a gas pump. Mm-hmm. Um, But also, and I I don't know if it's in in this episode, but there's just a really cool mechanical design thing that like when they eject the cord and you see it fall to the ground. And then like just before it it hits the ground, it like shoots these little jets to give it like a little puff of air and like slow its descent. (laughs) It's just like a really neat little touch. And there's a lot of those really great little neat mechanical touches in this show.
1: Um, I like that they, you know, I hope that this is a thing during the fights where like, you know, the, the team below the earth is sending up different items to use. Like we sent up another gun to use, like, yeah. you know, just like added buildings, which is kind of a fun little, like, you know, like when you're playing a video game and you're like, your whatever your support team is like sending you things to, to use during a fight. Yeah. where we're yeah. innocent of that.
0: The, the military elements are very cool. The mechanical elements are very cool. Um, was it in one of these episodes? I hope it was cause I don't want to get too far ahead, but where he's just shooting a machine gun a lot. And then you, it just cuts to a shot of the shells, these giant like school bus sized shells, shell casings falling out of the gun so, and crushing but... a car. It's just a really neat little touch. Um, cause they, they do a really good job in this show of throughout just giving you these visual reminders of actually how big these things are. And, um, You know, you're just later on. You just the the landscape just starts becoming more and more dotted with giant fucking craters from all the stuff that's going on, and you just see big footprints in the you know in the ground. Um,
1: Yeah, I wish there was a little bit more like like at least they showed a little bit more of like the aftermath of the fight, where it's like, how do they get the thing back in the ground after it's been depowered, and how what do they do with the monster? And yeah, I mean, I don't know why I care about that stuff, but for some reason, it's like it seems
0: they don't always show you how they get the avas back underground that's a very good question because <laughs> once <laughs> these things run out of power it's like yeah right what do they yeah like, and
1: like or like they're in pieces and you're like i oh, how do you i mean i guess they've got those like flying ships they probably just pick them up or something but anyway i'm getting i'm digressing into stupid that's details okay.
0: but that's what we're here for <laughs> um,
1: uh so i mean i'm hoping that those first four episodes are sort of like uh i don't know especially that last one i have to admit i i, I had eaten a big dinner and I, I I fell asleep and had to wake back up and, and so turn it back a
0: little bit you're not alone in episode four there as I was as I was kind of doing my little research and prep I read an interesting fact that episode four is the only episode in the series that was not that had no writing um input by um Hideki Anno, the the mastermind behind the show huh. um and apparently for a while, they were considering just leaving it out entirely. Um, but then they decided that it included some important character development. So, you, I mean, even the team who made the show felt like episode four was a li- maybe a little over long. And there's just didn't. so
1: many scenes where it's just like, where, like you know, the, the camera has stopped on a scene and someone's just like staring in the distance or there's a... Yeah. a, a and it's just like, sometimes I'm, I was just like, I wanted to get a stopwatch and be like, how long are we going to stare at the train?
0: Like, <laughs> like another, how long are we going to
1: stare at the city landscape
0: like man that uh there are so many things that I just want to I want to hear you say and I want to freeze it in amber and I want to bring it back up later on <laughs> that how long are we going to stare at x point man I cannot wait to talk about that again <laughs> uh, I have another question. <laughs> yes. Why are the explosions like crosses? Oh uh, yeah. There's a lot of, mm, um,
1: just like the mechanics of that are confusing, but is there like some, some
0: reason? Um, because this show is obsessed with Christian imagery. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: <laughs> is that why it has Genesis in the name? And angel. Oh yeah. Well,
0: Evangelion, which I'm not sure. I think that's kind of a made up word, but evangel evangelized. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, SILA, which is the shadowy organization that Gendo talks to, is German for soul. Um, instrumentality is a very esoteric um, Christian idea. Um, we are going to get into a lot of Judeo-Christian esoteric mysticism as this goes on, so buckle in. Okay, well, <laughs> that's the direction I didn't think we'd be going, but all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... um. It's going to get well, and when I say Christian, I mean like it borrows heavily from a lot of like um language and imagery, but doesn't carry any ideology and it is completely incoherent. None of this actually maps onto any like existing belief systems. It's um, it's like someone looked at a illustrated Bible for kids and was just like, cool, yeah, kind of, except not like an illustrated Bible, but like some weird medieval grimoire full of <laughs> demon names and you know um kabbalah tree of life stuff
1: gotcha uh interesting interesting um oh i like the guy who looked like grandma tarkin
0: oh yeah i always forget that dude's name but he's an important character
1: <laughs> yeah i was just like did they just like lift peter cushing's likeness this, like, <laughs> maybe a little his outfit <laughs> um but uh i mean I, I guess i'll say overall i i am i'm confused mm-hmm um i'm a little bit i'm confused i'm not really confused in the show like i kind of get it like we're gonna be those breadcrumbs of leading to you know ray's background and what these things are and what the evas are and why shinji is the way he is and whatever i get that though that's gonna come down the road um more confused of like why what it, what about the show like immediately hooked people um (laughs) and is it just not happened yet not that i don't like it i'm just like i'm just a little bit like confused
0: um yeah i mean this doesn't have the kind of first episode oh shit i get it that you get from a lot of like tv now Mm -hmm. um this is really less about where it starts and more about where it ends up um i'm cool with that so let it get where it's going um it 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 ends a very different thing than it starts out as um so what do you think what what's your prediction for what who who ray is so they mentioned that uh
1: i think my i was watching it subbed because i feel like a lot of anime brave boy nerds have been like oh well you gotta watch things sub not dub i'm like okay i might switch just because i find it in a show that's very visually oriented it seems i find myself just like reading the text and then not looking at it as much um which is always my problem with subtitles now for you know like a drama doesn't quite matter as much but for like an action or imagery oriented show it's a little more important to be able to you know soak in some of the scenery and the action um and spend your time just like trying to read so there's some they they were saying the first First, second, third, and fourth children. I think they meant to be saying "child."
0: Oh um, no, they weirdly they weirdly do that, even in the dubbed version. Okay, yeah.
1: Um, so, my understanding is that Ray is probably the first child. Shinji is the second. There's a third on the way, and they can't find a fourth. Uh, was what I think we learned in the fourth episode. I think I got that right. So, something about these kids it makes them m- magically or otherwise biologically connected to these. Things that are clearly somewhat biological. Um, once again, I think of Pacific Rim where it's like you need to link up with a person and then you link up with the thing and then, but not everyone can do it, but more people can do it than in this. Um, I don't know if maybe there's some weird bio experimenting going on by Big Daddy Gendo. Uh, that'd be my guess is that he was experimenting trying to make these things. Um, my guess is that the, the angels and the I don't know what they call it, but they explained in the last episode that a big meteorite hit Antarctica and instantly melted the entire continent.
0: The second impact.
1: Second impact, yes. Um, I assume the first is the one that killed dinosaurs? I don't know. Um, maybe. Uh, and then, like, instantly va- basically vaporized, uh, not vaporized, but melted uh, Antarctica, causing massive flooding, and then, you know, basically catastrophe for the world and... Half the population's dead through whatever it means. I'm a little confused on how Japan is still a thing. If the oceans rose that high, I'm sure it's probably smaller. But still, I feel like Japan just, like, wouldn't be a thing. But anyway, um, if all of Antarctica melted. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen the images of what the coastlines, if we lose, like, you know, if the temperature of the Earth goes up, like, two degrees, and it, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> so if all of Antarctica melts, uh, I feel like we're in a different place. But anyway, um, I feel like the angels will appear as, you know, sort of mindless, destructive forces that just are a thing they have to fight, but eventually will come to learn that they are part of something more, you know, sentient or nefarious. Uh, it seems like there is a broader world. Like, it's not just, just the place, not just Tokyo 3 or Japan that's still around. Like, they're talking to people from other places in the world. There's still a UN, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure if they have angel attacks elsewhere around the world, or, once again, the Pacific Rim, where, like, these things kind of show up in this specific area. Uh, I think that we'll be introduced to a new character soon, whoever that third person is. Give us a little bit more, a little more character action to work with. particularly since Shinji's a little bit of a bland... Kind of a dud. <laughs> yeah, bland <laughs> character at this point. What, like, a wet towel. Uh, I don't know if some of the other side characters have been introduced are. It's hard to tell if, like, some of these side characters are, like, important or not uh, at this point, but... So I can't, I can't uh, guess about that, but, um, and I assume we'll get a couple more giant robots cause they kept mentioning unit zero, mm-hmm. which sounds like it got, maybe that's the one that Ray was piloting and got pretty beat up. But once again, it seems Strong like, guess. it seems like that Shin, like Shinji's like unit one got pretty fucked up and they're like, ah, oh, it's better. So I'm like, what, what are they waiting for? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I assume again, third character, we'll get another one. And then we'll have some sort of team situation. Uh, I don't think this is like a a Voltron show, but. um,
0: Yeah, don't, there's no, there's no, there's no coming together of robots and turning into (laughs) a bigger robot.
1: I did always like that. Uh, And Uh, uh, I'll spoil that for you. Okay, well, thanks for dashing my hopes early before I got them too high. (laughs) I mean, I I did, I was a kid that grew up in Power Rangers, so.
0: Yeah, no, sorry, there is no, (laughs) there is no, um, you know, meta robot. Um, yeah. All right. So those are some interesting predictions. Um, when the shadowy figures mentioned the human instrumentality project, what do you think that might be? I just
1: assumed that was referring to like Shinji and the pilots that they're like human instruments in these like necessary instruments to control these, whatever they are, the EVAs.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: Uh, Greg, what did, what did you think? Like, you know, as this is you, uh, watch for however many times you've watched the show, like, do you feel any different, any any new feelings or reactions besides what you've mentioned so far?
0: Well, I mean, this is kind of the first time I'm, I'm watching it with a more like critical or analytical eye. Yeah. Um, every other time I've watched it in the past has really just been for entertainment purposes. Um, but I, as I watch it now, you know, with that analytical eye, like there is so much more that I didn't recognize like that bit about the technology that I was mentioning earlier that like, you've got this like hyper detailed military technology, you know, where you've got all these cool parts interlocking and these big pistons, moving city blocks around. and, um, and then you've got this really fantastical, almost mystical technology of the Ava's themselves. And then you've got these really detailed, um, Almost lovingly done, almost soft focus shots of like 90s plastic corded home phones.
1: Yeah, or like a tape player.
0: Yeah, Shinji's S DAT player, which has its own entry on the fan wiki. Like, (laughs) well, yeah, it's it's kind of an important thing, but you know, but like these really detailed, loving renderings of these things. and it's really interesting, and I haven't really figured out what the show is trying to tell me by having these three really distinct visions of technology um, and the roles that those things play in people's lives. Um, but it was just it was something that jumped out at me, and I'm, I'm looking to like watch more with like an eye towards that um, and that a lot of the themes that are developing around like family connection to the people around you. Um, The trauma of violence, like all those things like, you know, that are will develop into bigger themes in the show, like to see that they're even present and pretty strong in the first four episodes. Um, And a lot of the little parallels that get drawn, like the end of episode three, Toji gets Shinji's number to like call him and apologize, but he can't bring himself to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's an interesting parallel to like how shinji can't bring himself to participate in violence even when it's clearly the right thing to do like you're saving the city you know but he just he for whatever reason he can't bring himself to do it um and i thought that was just a really interesting parallel don't know what it's trying to tell us yet but it was just something i noticed that i hadn't noticed before when i was just watching this stuff out of you know the first time of oh, everyone says I should watch Evangelion. All right, I'm going to watch Evangelion. And then just marathoning it over the weekend that um, Karen's sister got married. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, look, I'm going to be in a hotel room in Princeton, New Jersey. You know, Karen's a maid of honor. Like, I'm I'm going to be just hanging out a lot. Might as well catch up on some weird anime. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I definitely got up. Um, <laughs> was watching it last night, and Shay was, like, doing some things around the house, and she was like, what are you watching? And I was like, ah, this weird anime that Greg took me watch, and she's like, It's really annoying. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, it's going to go from annoying to disturbing to depressing. It's kind of the general flow of this. Good,
1: (laughs) good, good. Uh,
0: but yeah, so, but now, and then, you know, I think I watched it again just as like a, you know, like you're just kind of get a craving to watch a show again. Mm -hmm. Um, but now this would be my third watch of the series and I'm actually watching it with that critical eye, analytical eye. And, um, yeah, there's actually, there's a lot going on in here that um, um, I'm surprised. I my, my feeling going in was always like, yeah, it's just kind of a regular ass anime for the first 10 episodes or so before it really kind of um, takes a hard left turn. But it's actually building, you know, this whole time. So it was interesting to see.
1: Yeah, it definitely doesn't like, I'm trying to think of a show, like an anime that, because animes can kind of do, like, I kind of think of, like Attack on Titan, like, I man, it happens pretty quickly, but you're just like. Oh, it's the show about fighting monsters. Oh, it's the show about like these fucking terrifying monsters. Um, like in the first fight, you ever, have you watched that at all?
0: I've never seen Attack on Titan. No. Oh,
1: okay. Maybe we'll watch that sometime. I know there. We like... can't just
0: become an anime podcast. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Trust
1: me, I I do not want that. <laughs> um, we can talk about Goblin Slayer or something. But uh, no, 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 no. Um, no,
0: they're the less said about Goblin Slayer, the better.
1: <laughs> um, but like just like when a show is just like kind of pulls around in front of you and this show is laying out already very laying on a very different rug than what I was expecting yeah and um you know it, it I hope that it like I can see the like the hints of like the kind of things you were talking about um so I just hope that it uh I hope it does it in a way that like is is like captivating and interesting for for me as a viewer because right now it's way of doing it is is like I'm getting it but it's not super compelling me at this point but it's very early in the show you know when you got an episode that really amounts to be about what 17-18 minutes like you only have so much yeah you know so much time to work with stuff when you gotta have those you know lingering on a telephone pole for 48 seconds
0: yeah oh man again I just mm, I just wanna mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh it is tough to hold my tongue for so much of this <laughs> all right Well, so I guess that does it for, um, episodes one through four of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, do you want to, do you want to watch episodes five through nine?
1: Yeah, I'm interested enough. Uh, do we, do we know what the neon, the relevance of the Neon Genesis is? Or is that like a spoiler?
0: Um, uh, I think neon, I mean, it's, I mean, you got a neon purple robot Genesis. Um, there is, you know, a, a, obviously there's a you know christian lore connection there but also the word genesis might um by the time you get to the end of this you might understand what they're getting at with that um but i wouldn't say there's a huge deep hidden secret there
1: okay i wasn't sure if it was something that i missed it was like referring to something in the world at this point like that's the name of something that i miss but
0: no i think it's more just in that style of three evocative words together okay
1: got it cool uh all right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be back with five through nine. Yeah. So no, five, five through eight.
0: Five, six, seven. Yeah, that's four. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Does four feel like the right
0: number? I think so. OK, I think so. I think that gets enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got 26 episodes plus a movie to get through. So um, I think four is about right.
1: Alright, Greg, and so I just have to put it out there. I'm putting down my my like, you know, my foot and saying If you that, think
0: supernatural is next, you go right the fuck home. No,
1: no, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that so far this show seems, you know, PG thirteen ish. But the second we get anywhere tentacle shit, I'm out.
0: Um <laughs> Um I mean there's already been some tentacles, right? Like laser ones. Yeah. Um but like no,
1: tentacles like we're going trying to find uh orifices to hang out with like that's about that's where i'm gonna draw my line um i've seen those animes i don't want to be a part of it
0: (laughs) no there's none of that (laughs) but will this show make you sexually uncomfortable yes great will this show surprise you with some graphic sexuality that you were not expecting yes (laughs) oh man (laughs) um uh Are themes of uh, violation a part of this? Yes. Okay. I'll leave you with that.
1: Great. Well, on that note, (laughs) see you next week. (laughs) See you next week.